Welcome to Stay Tuned. Hello. Hi. We are here another week. Yes. Week two. No, is that is, the official uh, week three? This is week three week plus three two days for me. Yeah, week three of quarantine. I always have to add the two days because I started working from home two days before everybody else did. Yeah, you were working from home before it was cool. <laughs> I just feel like I need to say that because um, that two days is like a big deal. Wait, so wait, so okay, I started working from home Monday. Is that like when you'd say like everyone did basically? Yeah, that's what I basically anyone I've talked to with like outside companies or other things they've all started that same monday uh, wow sweetie you're a trendsetter i know um yeah because i i looked so i started working from home on march 12th mm-hmm. thursday march 12th and you started working from home on monday march 16th so yeah you got in that extra you got that whole week you know that mm. whole like week before i only got three days (laughs) yep so what are we talking about today i am talking about the new a new game animal crossings new horizons which um from my social media buzz is very popular right now yeah it uh it it launched at a good time it's um it's a game that's all about making connections with and with the virtual people in a town and paying off a crushing amount of debt. And <laughs> basically, <laughs> and so I think it's relatable and also comes at a good time where people can still feel like they're getting that social interaction, that social connection, even though we have to all be stuck in our house. So, and so then, it comes at a good time. And I will be talking about the, um, what's the word? Phenomenon that is tiger king on netflix yeah um which if you haven't heard about that is not so it's crazy so those are the two things we're going to be talking about i feel like this week actually those things are pretty relevant because we've been kind of struggling at least last week week, was last week was fun because we talked about some movies that we'd watch uh but the but anyway it's been difficult just with like pop culture things because everything's kind of um like movies aren't really movie theaters are closed. Like nothing's everything's been delayed with movies coming out. Anyway, yeah. So we're excited. We have something fun to talk about this week. I guess without further ado, stay, stay tuned. tuned. Should we update everyone on this week? Yeah. So let's see. Let's start with. So tell me, tell me about what happened when um we went to your work because you had you had to pick up a um you had to pick up some photography equipment and so what happened? Well, so we ran over to my office, which is probably only like what six blocks six blocks away. Mm-hmm. So we drove over there. Though I will say, blocks in Salt Lake City are large. <laughs> Yes. So six blocks for us might be like eight blocks for you. Yeah, it's true. Ten blocks. I don't know. But um, so we drove over like literally probably a two minute drive over to my office. I ran up to my desk and got some photography stuff that I need because I'm going to be taking all of our product images from my house 
should be getting my first shipment of all of our <laughs> products to my house this week so I can take pictures of it. It's kind of crazy. And then I have to, I'm gonna have to make trips back to the office to drop the product off or else it's just gonna like stockpile in our house. And we just honestly just don't have room to be like stockpiling a whole bunch of product. Anyway. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, so we were there probably like 15 minutes because I had to print something out too. So while I was waiting, Keelan waited in the car because right now we're on strict orders to not have any visitors in the building because we're trying to like. Yeah. Know. And then I was in like a just a drop off zone. So I think yeah. best to stay in the car anyway. So anyway, so turned the car off, waited for me and I come back down 10, 15 minutes later and we get ready to leave and the car. Our Prius <laughs> little Winston wouldn't start. The car didn't start. You're so confused, too, because while you did, do you, you did leave the lights on? I had the lights on, but I've gone longer periods of time with the lights on and it started on fine. Yeah. And also there's been times when I say longer periods, there's been times when I've just like forgot to turn it off and it stays on all night long. And it's just it shuts off on its own after some amount of time to not kill the battery. Mm. So we don't know what happened, but the but basically we. Decided, well, hopefully it's just the battery's dead. So we, so the, this is the silver lining, though, guys. We had to call some of our friends to come jump our car, <laughs> and I almost cried. I thought I was doing okay with this whole quarantine thing. And then I, like, saw them and, like, almost teared up. I, like, I have not been more excited to, like, see somebody than that in, like, a really long time. And the best part is that I'm pretty sure they thought the same thing. We called them. We're like, hey, can you come give us a jump? And they were like, sure, sure. We'll be there in a few minutes. And, and one of our friends, she was she was just like, she's like anything to get out of the house. Anyway, so luckily we just yeah, so got they, our car they, jumped. We and, got a jump and it started up. But then the weird thing is too, so since it's a Prius, it shows you, um, it just has a display screen where it shows the charge of the battery at all times. And so when it started up, the battery was basically full. Yeah, so we have no idea what happened. And then we, you know, drove it today and started up just fine. And we turned it off and we turned got to the place and turned it back on yeah. when we left and started up just fine. We don't know what happened. Honestly, I feel like it was just one of those like tender mercies where we just needed to see somebody. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> something. But it made me so happy inside to see those friends. So I was grateful we got to. Yeah see them even if it was only for a short period of time so that was some drama that happened but mm -hmm. i would say honestly especially because our car is fine it ended up being good so yeah glad we got to see those I'd, so i'd say another big update that's been kind of um my mom knitted me some cool socks or sorry crocheted yeah that's is that crocheted. what you were gonna say no no I was going to be wearing them right now i was going to no we uh we got some courses on udemy udemy not sure what, how to pronounce that. Edamame. <laughs> Not sure. But so we, so yeah, so we picked up some courses on there. So it's like this online learning resource where you pay the money and then you get like an online course that's just that you can start and stop at any time you want, at any pace you want. So like you buy the course and it can just sit there for a couple months until you get to it. And then you can do a lesson a day or you can do like five lessons in one day. And it's just completely at your, your, your pace and everything. But we didn't know about it, and it was like a few nights ago. Um, his boss 
called you. Yeah. They're having like a 97% sale. Yeah, and they were having like this crazy sale where there these courses are worth like, or cost like 200 bucks. And yeah. we got, so, we got so we picked a up a couple for like 10 bucks each. Yeah. So. So I got a boot camp coding one that I'm going to do later. Yeah. I got a drawing one. And I think the one we're most excited about we're doing together. And it's basically like um, how to, how to cre create a, a passive income. Yeah, yeah, we with, uh, with using uh, just graphic design and stuff, which is set things that we both do. Uh, followers of this show know that I, um, it's been mentioned before, I work as a graphic designer. But Sarah also is a pretty talented designer as well, even though that's not like what she does for work. We're going to be putting our skills to use. Yeah, so we're passively. Hoping, we're hoping that um, we can build some products out that can be downloaded digitally. You can just make some side hustle money. So moolah, moolah. The thing um, is, dough, the thing that quid. the thing that's funny is that I have Greenbacks. like I have an Etsy store where I I sell like vector designs on it, and I feel like I've like been in some ways like attempting to do this for like three years now. Uh -huh. I like because the whole idea that I liked behind like doing like vector designs is that like I sold them on I sell them on Etsy right now. Is the fact that. I just make them once. I don't have to like ship out product and stuff like that. Like it's just there. It, people can find it and, and they just download it. Every now and then someone has a question, you work them through email to resolve it. But yeah. So I, I thought of this idea of like passive income like a long time ago and I've attempted, I've attempted to do that. I made, I, but I think I made like a total of $10 last year. <laughs> and so like this, this course that we're taking is basically this lady like, teaching us how we can actually make like real money. Yeah. She, and she makes enough that it was able to replace her full-time work. And so this is, so this is just hundred percent her income. We, so we wouldn't, wouldn't be t taking it that far, but it would definitely be a nice thing for some extra income on the side. Yeah. We're still trying to pay off our student loans and that would really help that expedite that, I think. But anyway, we're super excited about it. And I think actually we could be pretty successful. I'm glad we kind of, I, at least for me, I'm glad I kind of have someone to show me how to do this because I feel like my attempt, while I haven't put a ton of work in it, the whole point is that I build it like once and it kind of does it for me, which obviously is not really working very well, so. Yeah, so yeah, we've been pretty excited about that. But yeah, so they have that sale and they've, they've got another sale going on right now. They might have some more later. I think they're just really capitalizing on. Online. The online and just everyone's kind of at home. Doing uh, nothing. Yeah, yeah, so they're looking to, you know, to put on really good sales and it's like, hey, spend this time bettering yourself. I think that is all of our updates. Was there anything else you wanted to? Let's see, still working from home. And this will probably be going on for at least another month because we just got the announcement from our government saying that we, there's the stay at home extended. thing has been extended to April 30th. The slowly dying inside will continue. Um, working from home every day will continue to kill me slowly. It's fine. Yeah, the usual. It's fine. It's fine. No big deal. I feel like there was something else I wanted to say. And now I just cannot remember what it is. Must have been boring. Must have been. But my mom did knit me a pair of, um, I mean, sorry, mom. Crocheted me a pair of cool socks and a cool hat and they're mustard. So, oh, wait, wait. Okay. This brings up an important question. So you can have a pair of socks, two. You have a pair of pants, 
one, but you can't. You don't have a pair of hats, even though that's also just one item. Wait, say it again. Okay, so you have a pair of socks, yes. two items. This makes sense, right? Yeah, because it's two items. One for one foot. Mm -hmm. But you know, but it's just when you're referring to them as a group, you just say a pair of socks. Correct. But then you also have a pair of pants, one item. But then when you keep referring to hat, you don't say I have a pair of hats. Is this kind of like the whole like deer deers like thing where you don't add an S? It would just say deer for plural, deer for singular. Yeah. I think I just commented, like I guess, on how our language doesn't make sense. Goose and gooses. How you goose just say geese. Yeah. So maybe it's heats instead of hat. Hmm. No. No, that wouldn't work. No, it's just hats. But why wouldn't you? But you don't say I have a pair of pants. Here's a pair of hats. Like you would say, here's a pair of pants. Wait, I'm so confused. So then why... Pair of socks makes sense because there's two. But yes. Pair of pant? No, pair of pants. Yeah. You have to have the S in there, but then it's still just a singular item anyway. Who knows? Sweetie, we'll, we'll never know. But yeah, it's probably people have struggle, struggles with English. Gooses, geeses, deer, deers. Mouse, mice. Louse, lice. I remember when I learned that plural of, of lice was louse. Disgusting. Also, did you know that apparently Helaman has never had head lice? Not that I recall. I've had head lice three times. How did you, like, leave childhood without getting head lice? I don't know. Maybe I did one time or something. But No, I really you remember. would remember. You would remember. Would I? Yes, head lice is horrid. It's I like don't know. I put a shiny coating on everything. I, mean, I, <laughs> I if you were able to block out head lice out of your childhood, like that's pretty impressive. I don't know. Maybe I did. I'm gonna have to text your mom and find yeah. out. Okay, should we move on? Yes. Story of the week. Do do do. Story of the week. Do do do. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't uh, sure if we were doing a third one. I don't know. You were just looking at me expectantly, so I was like, uh. <laughs> Okay. So, I am going to be talking about Animal Crossing New Horizons. As you were mentioning, um, so this game, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of buzz around it and such. But yeah, so it came out this last week, March 20th. Okay. It's for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, exclusively? Yeah. Okay. Yes, and it's made it's made by Nintendo. They developed and published it, so it's exclusively theirs. Yeah. Um, up to eight players can play at a time. Basically, the premise is you're on this island. You are given a loan. You're given a loan to start off some things and kind of start up this town by this fella named Tom Nook. And basically... Wait, so are they like humans? The it's a mixture of humans and animals. No, no, no. Is like your character a human? Oh, uh, yes. Or is it like a weird... Like, do you, do you get to... Okay, I have some important questions. Do you get to like um, customize the purse, the little mm -hmm. like character? Pick the hair color? Mm -hmm. 
make their name, like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you get to customize them. You yep, get to, yep. you, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah, far yeah. this yeah, game yeah. I, I probably would like. Keep going. I'm, I don't know if you can swim in water, though. Oh, okay. But then you just, so you go around and you start building up this town. You play as a little individual who's like the mayor of the town and you... You are the mayor? Yeah. Of the town? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, you start building and you start doing things to kind of like attract more more people to move into the town and you make connections with them and friendships and all okay. these things. Important question, though. Are the people in the town like other people playing the game or are they just like like it, people in the game? It, it's fake people in the game, but you can invite other people to check out your town. So and like they, I can invite if I have an account and I'm the mayor, I can invite you and your character. Yeah. It's on a separate like That's town to go to come check out your town. Mm -hmm. Okay, but but like, I you can't live in my town. No. Oh. But it's not like Club, could, it's not like Club Penguin. We could trade villagers and such. Like barter the people that live in the town. Yeah, if you have someone cool in your town and I want them, I'm like, hey, I would love to have that person. No way. Those are my people. Are you kidding me? Wait, so did you play Club Penguin? No. You didn't. You didn't play Club Penguin? Did you have a childhood? Can't yeah, know I Club spent Penguin. my childhood playing Neopets. Okay, but Club Penguin... Um, why... Neopets is way better than Club Penguin. And you don't even know what Club Penguin is. It's something that sounds like Neopets, but not nearly Club as Club Penguin was, a, was an online game, and you made a penguin that was you, and, and anyway, it was... Oh, wait, wait, no, I'm thinking of some different traumatic childhood event you had. No, Club Penguin was... No, you're Club thinking Pen of Millsbury. Yeah, Club Penguin is the game that got that got flooded by um, sexual predators or something like that. Not, I don't think it was sexual predators, but basically, okay, so basically though, what it turned into though, is basically you had like a penguin character that you made and you had like an igloo that was like your house and you could also get like a pet and stuff. Anyway, but, but like the characters in the town were like other, like people on the internet, mm -hmm. like other, the other penguins. But the problem, <laughs> The problem with the game is it was directed at, like, I don't know, 8 to 12-year-olds, probably. Like, young kids. But it was on the internet. And your penguin, you had a chat bubble. Like, then that's how your penguin, like, talked to other penguins. And so the problem is that because you had a chat bubble, you could say whatever you wanted. And let's just say that you probably shouldn't give, like... Number one, children chat bubbles, or number one, give like a children's internet game chat bubbles because, yeah, I probably did get infiltrated with uh, sexual predators. I just remember there would be like these huge like raves where people would be like, meet at the, meet at the main uh, restaurant at 6 p.m. And we're going to take over the... And so then there would be, like, thousands of penguins, like, mm -hmm. taking over one of their restaurants. And we'd be like, burn this down. It was, like, this huge thing. Like, anyway, it's basically, like, all the penguins, which are, like, all these internet trolls, like, ganged up on, like, different parts of the game. And it would, like, make it glitch out. It was... So that's not what this is? No. <laughs> now that I'm talking about it, I can see a lot of issues with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you, do you seeing the issues with it? Yes. Okay, so there is that probably why they didn't make it so the characters in the game are like it's it's probably on the list, yeah. Are are okay. Yeah. Are like in what are those called when they're in CPUs? NPCs, non-player characters. CPUs, yes. No, right. CPU is central processing unit. That's, Computer. 
No, computer <laughs> is different from a CPU. We've, <laughs> and you know it is. You just say this to mess with me. Still, what I think every time. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I just wanted to clarify <laughs> that the people in the game are just not the same people, like not the other people playing. Yes, it is not. So, um, and no so, swimming. So, so meat of what I'm wanting to talk about. So that's kind of the premise and background stuff for Animal Crossing. Um, so, do you, th- do you think I'd like the game? I think you could. Uh, yeah, it's kind. Of, it sounds a little bit Sims esque, a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's a. I, I feel like it could turn similar knobs, but <laughs> <laughs> push similar buttons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turn. Stop. So the meat of what I'm wanting to talk about, though, is there was this really great video uh, put out by Polygon.com that posed an interesting question that I was not aware of was a thing that Animal Crossing did until I watched this video. Okay. So in the game, it had um, the the characters when you're talking, they speak like <laughs> gibberish along with the text boxes and such. So this is something that a lot of games do is just when when you go up and talk to someone, they go like, and there's like a little text box going along. But weirdly enough, even though this is gibberish, if you get the Japanese version, it's different gibberish from the English version. Really? Mm-hmm. And so this video, she was looking to kind of uncover why. And so she kind of started going through kind of just like the history of the like gibberish talking. And basically it started out. So it started out in the very early time, in the very early computer games. It started out as a just a necessity because we didn't have good enough sound cards and such to replicate human speech. All we had was a little bleeps and bloops. Okay. And so someone was talking and they'd be like, beep, 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 kind of at the cadence of human talk along with the, with the text. Okay. Um, and doing so would kind of hearing that sound while reading it make, would make it feel like you were listening to it, listening to something instead of treating a text box and people would internalize it better. She didn't have, there wasn't a very good term for what this was called. So she decided to call it uh, beep speech for point of reference. So that's what I'll be calling it. Okay. So this beep speech, um, it, it then, so, so from this point, um, in future generations of consoles and as time went on, uh, technology got to the point to where you could start just having full voice tracks and no longer have the need for beep speech. Okay. But an interesting thing happened. So while there is there is there was quite a few games that did just switch over to full voice voiceover, there was other games that would then take this the synthesized sounds of beep beep boop 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 pop pop. And but um, but they would have human voices replicating the fake sounds and then use the human replicating fake sounds in the game. Okay. And so it kind of went from something that was just a thing of necessity of just this is the limitation of the hardware to a thing where it's just it created this whole kind of like style and way to handle dialogue in games. Um, And so and so that's kind of the background of of where then the speech in Animal Crossing and that's kind of the history of it, because Animal Crossing has the same thing where it's just. It has real voices replicating fake sounds, um, and then they put in a little bit of artificial sounds, and they like, and then they speed it up so it's like no longer inc- so it's no longer comprehensible as, as language. Oh, and actually, another good example of a game doing this. Uh, you were mentioning Sims, so Sims does this too. Sum sum. Uh huh. And uh, Simish is that? I think that's what they call it. Oh, I don't know. Is oh, that... there's a term that yeah, like I think it's called sim simlish. I think it's simlish. Uh, 
and simlish though. So yeah, they hired like two people, two improvisers, um, a man and a woman. Well, wait, wait. So I was asking though, because you were saying that this that this is for multiple languages. This is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. So an Animal Crossing, depending on the, the Japanese version of their fake of their beep speech, is different from the from the English version. Right. But, but you're saying The Sims, though, doesn't do that. Yeah, yes. That's what I was about to get to. So The Sims notably has not, even though they also kind of have a similar thing. It's just all of the English version, so to say. Anyway, so yeah. So the question, though, is so why would Animal Crossing localize their like fake beep speech where other games and other like large games that do this, like Sims being a notable example, have not? Right. Do, do you have any do you have any ideas? Hmm. before I then talk about what her conclusion was for it. So you're saying that in Animal Crossing, the English beep, beep noise. You can call it beep speech. Beep speech noise mm -hmm. or like inflections are different than the Japanese beep speech. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And how many, and like there's multiple languages. Uh-huh. So is there, there's like German and. Yeah, so as far as I understood from, from what she was saying, yeah, like each localized version has their own. So why would they go through that effort and such for something that you can't even understand anyway when other like another notable game that features it, like The Sims, only has the one? Right. I don't know. Tell me. Well, so she, so yeah, so she interviewed um, a linguist and was talking with her. What the linguist was telling her is even if you can't, even if you can't like fully understand and hear what people are saying, you can still kind of you can still identify if it's something in your language or not. So like the example she said is if you hear someone talking through a, um, a wall, mm -hmm. you'd have a good idea if they're talking your native language or not, even though you can't make out what they're saying. But it's like they're speaking English or you're like, oh, nope, that's in Spanish. I don't. Mm, OK. So okay. Like, and the reason being is just there's kind of a cadence and uh, a pattern of voice inflections inherent to each language. Which is also why, you know, that's why there's like accents and things like that. So if me being an American English speaker was attempted to learn to like speak French or something like that. Yeah, there'd just be that accent. I have to work really hard to like get over and stuff like that. Um, and people listening to me would hear, even though I am speaking French, they could like, oh, that's an American speaker. And so. Got it. Okay. And so because of this, Animal Crossing, unlike Sim, so Animal Crossing focuses very much on like one to one connections with these villagers. You're, you're, you know, you're a fellow villager, you're the mayor, and you're making these connections with these people. The Sims, on the other hand, you're, you're kind of like God, basically, uh -huh. you know, and you're just like, and you can either be nice to them and help them have nice, happy careers. You can trap them in the pool and make them swim laps the rest of their days until they die. And, and so you still, you still want to know what their mood is and things like that. They can get through their speech, but it's, it's but it's a more distant connection. Um, Animal Crossing, though, since they, they wanted to have something where you could like feel where you, you could feel a closer connection. Her theory for why this is going on is, is the developer's concern would be that if it was just all Japanese, because it was made in Japan, that if it was all just Japanese, that us, like we um, us American players wouldn't be able to connect to it as well. It just, it would feel distant and, and yeah, we, and just, they would feel not as relatable. And if we had a switch, we should try it. <laughs> yep. But we don't. We don't, so. but lots of our friends do. So they can tell us about it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's awesome. I don't know. I feel like that's stuff that you just don't think about. So, tell me what you're talking about. I am talking about 
the new Netflix series that just released, Tiger King. So that was a different sound. So this is a seven-part docu-series on Netflix, and I'm just gonna read the IMDb description. I just feel like it's just easier than me trying to explain it. This is what it says. Among the eccentrics and cult personalities in the stranger-than-fiction world of big cat owners, few stand out more than Joe Exotic, a mulleted, gun-toiting polygamist and country-western singer who presides over an Oklahoma roadside zoo. Charismatic but misguided, Joe and an unbelievable cast of characters, including drug kingpins, conmen, and cult leaders, all share a passion for big cats and the status and attention their dangerous menageries garner. But these things turn dark when Carol Baskin, an animal activist and owner of a big cat sanctuary, threatens to put them all out of business, stoking a rivalry that eventually leads to Joe's arrest and murder-for-hire plot and reveals a twisted tale where the only thing more dangerous than a big cat is its owner. So... We watched this docu-series over the span of a few days this last week. What what were your thoughts overall? I was amazed that there are people out there like this. So, yeah, so the two big personalities were Carol Baskins and Joe Exotic. Baskin, no S. Sweetie, everything has an S. <laughs> Nothing has S's. Everything. Carol Baskins and Joe Exotics. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when you push me? I put more S's. Um... <laughs> But yeah, they were just like these really two large personalities, and they both had a, a they both um, have a presence on social media. So, what I want to know is who's all the people that were like watching these week to because week, and were like, "Oh, Carol Baskin said this. Oh, now Joe Exotic said that. Oh, I can't wait till next week and see what see what happens next as the plot thickens." Like because like the so this documentary like the everything the documentary is talking about like it happened over like a series of multiple years, years. Yeah. and so. And, and that's, you know, progressed to, like, where we're at, we are today and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, they, at one point they were talking about how Carol Baskin had over 2 million Facebook followers. And that's I think that's the thing we were most shocked about is we were just both like. Where are these 2 million people? Because yeah. I've never, ever heard of this. I didn't even know zoos that only had big exotic cats was a thing because I literally thought that owning exotic cats was illegal, which... Which they said it was, but it didn't stop people from doing it. Yeah. So... But, no, I don't think... I think it's talked about... So, owning exotic cats wasn't necessarily legal, but breeding and selling them were. Oh, was, was that... Yeah. Okay. What it goes through is... You have Joe Exotic where they kind of introduce him as this really eccentric, weird dude who um, starts his own big cat zoo. And then you in, and then you meet his basically arch rival, Carol Baskin, who essentially has the exact same setup, but she her um her like zoo is titled Big Cat Sanctuary and claims that it's a it's a sanctuary for big cats rescuing them from people like Joe Exotic, except that in some ways I just feel like it was branded differently. And that's really the only difference, honestly. Yeah, some of that was 
odd. And I feel like I, I need to do more research into her after this because I don't know. Maybe the documentary just didn't talk too much about it, but I I was kind of left wondering what is she doing to help like rehabilitate these tigers in the wild or something like I know she's pushing for like making a law that make it harder for this like illegal ring to continue. But I don't know. But I guess I was kind of confused like, okay, she gets the tigers and then and then and she has and people come like a zoo and pay money and like look at them like Almost just exactly the same yeah. as like these. And other it's always like the. I mean, the care looked worse for her tigers than the other ones. It, so it, the whole thing was kind of weird that direction. So anyway, so it kind of talks about that, and then it goes into this next episode where it, it it talks about how Carol's first husband, uh, randomly disappeared, uh, leaving her as the beneficiary, the sole beneficiary. Well, no. So actually, so he disappeared. And then she changed the trust before. Yeah, they, before he died, right? No, I think I thought it was after he died. Uh, anyway, but basically it left. So she was married to this man and he disappeared and he was like a millionaire. And, yeah, she, and he was into big cats. He was a big cat breeder. That's kind of, yeah. And then he died and then. Well, no, he didn't. We don't know that he died. He disappeared and he's never been seen since. I mean, obviously he's yeah. dead, but. And then she kind of picked it up, but but she like inherited with, all of his money and all of the cats. But then started up as a foundation, then started up a foundation to well, a foundation or a zoo or whatever you want to call it, called Big Cat Rescue, which is essentially a big cat zoo, just like all the other big cat zoos. Yeah. So, but anyway, so there was this third episode basically that talked about this whole mysterious disappearance of her husband, and so then now there's basically this huge thing of like, did Carol kill her first husband to get all his money? And all this stuff. And the thing about that episode, too, is that they're talking to his... So, okay, this is what happened. So, Carol met her first husband when she was 17. And he was married and had two, three daughters, I think. Married and had three kids. And they um, basically hooked up and he left his wife and his kids for Carol. Mm-hmm. And then they were married for, like... I don't know. Some a, six some years, span of time. five years. Anyway, she. I think they ended up. He ended up disappearing only when, and he was also like forty something, and she was like seventeen when they met and everything. Anyway, so but in the documentary, they're interviewing her missing husband's uh, former, former wife, wife and, and kids. kids, and basically, his, she. They said in the documentary that. So this this man, he was like a millionaire. They said they, they saw probably less than 10% of his fortune. And Carol got basically all this money. Anyway, so it was super sketchy. So I guess the question I have for you is, do you think that Carol killed her husband? That's the, that's the question everyone wants to know. Mm, I don't think so. You don't think so? Yeah. I'd say I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Carol's. I feel like she's a sketchy character, though. The thing that that is so weird about this documentary, I felt like, was that the whole time I didn't know how I felt about any of the people. I like. Do I feel bad for them? Like, do I think that they're all crooks? Like, well, okay. Like can that. We, I don't know. I feel like that was the weirdest part. Can we agree that Doc Antle though was gross? Oh yeah. Okay. So no, there's a few. So okay, those are those are the two. <laughs> the people we're talking about are like the two main characters. So, There's multiple yeah. other characters. Doc, so in. Doc Antle was probably the closest thing that uh, 
that Joe Exotic had to a mentor. So he also has a big cat. This is a separate, another man who also had a big cat a zoo. A big cat zoo in South Carolina. Um, and yeah, so we had all these big cats. But what's also really weird is he like recruited all of these young, these young women to like um, basically run the zoo and stuff like that. And they had to stay there 24-7. I think they got saying they got paid like what? A hundred dollars a week. Um, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, and once once there, they were like pressure to change legal to legally change their names. There was one girl who's talking who no longer works there. Was talking about how she kind of just got like forced into getting uh, breast enhancement surgery. Yeah, weird, and stuff. Just weird and stuff. She and kind she, of like eventually agreed, and she and the reason she agreed to doing it in the so end was she could like sleep for a sleep week, for like a week, because <laughs> she she just worked like so hard. And, yeah, it was weird. But also, was there gross. was also Jeff Lowe at the end, who was also disgusting, too. He was one that would bring the cats into his suitcase in Pegasus and mm-hmm. get the women to sleep with him. Yeah, and his wife like, was weird, too. She's like, yeah, let's have they big had the orgies. Big, weird tiger orgies in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, there's all these weird characters throughout the story, and it just goes into, like, how Carol Baskin ends up suing Joe Exotic because of this trademark issue and I don't want to give the whole thing away, but like each episode, though, just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And I think the yeah, the biggest question I had is, yeah, who is the, who are these people going to these tiger zoos? Who are these people following these people on Facebook before this was like a thing? And, and honestly, I just still don't know how I feel about any of the people in there. Are they all like innocent victims? Are they all just weirdos like I don't know I just I feel like a lot of times when I watch stuff like this I like will have people that I I like I'm rooting for kind of right uh-huh. like I but in this documentary there was there was like weird likable features about Carol and like weird likable things about Joe exotic the other people were just gross but those two people I just I don't know that's just I really just couldn't I just didn't I don't know I didn't know how I felt about it, so. It's a seven-part docu-series. Honestly, we're all stuck at home right now. Yeah. I feel like you should watch it. on Netflix. If you haven't seen it yet, highly recommended. But the full name is Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. So. Hmm. Also, I think one of the greatest travesties from this is, um, so this was going to become a reality show. Oh, yeah, it goes For reasons, For reasons it, it details in there. That never comes to fruition. Pretty clear. But, but that's just one of the things I'm really sad about. Because they were like talking about this is like going for a reality show. I was like, where is this reality show? Like, I've never heard of this reality show. And that's like, oh, that's why it didn't happen. But greatest, I think that's one of the greatest travesties from that we've learned from this is that there is not some reality show we can watch on TLC <laughs> of Joe Exotic, the Tiger King. Because, you know, it would be just weird and awful and like all the things that makes great this, reality they TV. would not be on tlc i feel like this would be on oh like, this could totally this would totally be a, no i feel like this tlc is, has such weird shows well they do but i feel like this is more like uh isn't it TL- a- amc like weird like like isn't it tlc I, I, that I, has like sex sent me to the er isn't well, that TLC? yeah but this is like way profane my, my thousand pound life <laughs> yeah but this is so profane that was would never make it on tlc there's a show that's all about how how doing raunchy sexual acts sent you to the ER. That's the show's not profane though. It doesn't like show anything. It's meant to be funny. This I would say this show is just way. <laughs> this is like I think like a show for MT- History Channel, MTV. I don't know BET, AMC, BET. Any- <laughs> 
what's the what's the what's the you know what BET is yeah, right the black <laughs> there was zero black people anywhere in this documentary <laughs> okay what's the like what's the um no 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 okay what's the network that like airs cops like that's the network Fox no not no true not. TV true, yeah yeah yes yes that is what I'm talking about this it would be on true TV or a history channel no 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 not the history channel. No, that's exactly what I was trying to go for. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like History Channel now. <laughs> or Animal Planet. Animal Planet. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, um, I think it was just a fun watch. Um, but interesting, though, Carol has come out and said that the whole documentary is a complete bull. And that they put her in a bad light and made it seem like she killed her husband all this stuff. And I'm pretty sure her and... Oh, and then Joe Exotic also is very excited because all he's wanted in his life is to be famous. And so now he's, like, super famous. And he's, like, thriving. He's living his best life. Um, but I I, I think I want to say that, that they, like, sued the director or Netflix or something. What do you think of that? It's very possible because, as you are saying, we watched it and you're like, huh, I don't know what to think of Carol Baskin. So I can understand why she would be annoyed at, at how she was portrayed. So it looks like, so yeah, so Joe Exotic filed a $94 million lawsuit from prison over, oh, it was, it was over his prosecution though. So not, and that has nothing to do with the uh, documentary, but Carol Baskin, I know that she is very unhappy with the documentary, but I don't know if she actually sued them. Oh, I didn't start this segment with. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens out there. Dang it. Can we edit that in the beginning? Yeah, we'll do it in post. Okay, cool. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens out there. Is that a better take? Yeah. Okay. I'll do it one more time for a good measure. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens out there. Also, just so you know, I'm planning on not actually doing that. <laughs> one more, one more. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens out there. <laughs> It's Carol Baskin from Big Cat Rescue. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite catchphrases of all time now. she Do, do you think she's had to, co she's copyrighted that? Because she should. Because now that's going to be on t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Should we move on to our trivia? Yes. But before, before trivia, bonus honorable mention for the week. Oh, yes. So on YouTube right now, you can find... A new show called Some Good News by John Krasinski. SGN. SGN. He's started up his own news network posting on YouTube. And it's just, a whole, and I uh, recommend everyone to go find it and watch it. It's just full of a whole bunch of feel-good stories. Um, he has an interview with Steve Carell. It's great. You it's should go watch really, it. It's really, really good. And I can't wait for it. And it's just like week. a nice, like, heartwarming thing while, while there's we're all in. sorts of awful things you can just read on the news right now. Yeah. So he's started up a... Um, a YouTube show just only talking about good news. I don't think, I don't know what could be better than that. And also, who doesn't love John Krasinski, right? And he just rocks that beard that he's been, you know, mm -hmm. wearing now. So, good honorable mention. Okay, so, trivia. Here, do you want to do the trivia? Trivia, uh, trivia, trivia uh, podcast. <laughs> yes. My question this week comes um, inspired from your story of the week. 
Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So this trivia question, what year was the first video game created and what was it? Uh, the first video game was Pong and I'm going to guess 1979. Okay. So this is where it gets tricky because there's this slight issue with the definition of a video game. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, and this is coming to you straight from Video Game History Wikipedia page. So, very reliable. This is what it says, all right? The early history of video games, therefore, covers the period of time between the first interactive electronic game with electronic display in 1947 and the rise of early arcade games in the 1970s. Pong and the beginning of the first generation of video game consoles with Magnavox Odyssey, both mm -hmm. in 1972. Mm, okay, well, wait, on my guess. During this time, there was a wide range of devices and inventions corresponding with large advances in computing technology, and the actual first video game is dependent on the definition video game. So, following the 1947 invention of the cathode ray tube amusement device, the earliest known interactive electronic game, as well as the first to use an electronic display, the first true video games were created in the early 1950s. Initially created as technology demonstra demonstrators, such as Birdie and the Brain and Nimrod computers in 1950 and 1951, video games also became a purview of academic research. Anyway, so it goes on and talks about how, so I don't know. So I guess you could say you were kind of right. Yeah. It just It just depends on what we want to call a video game. I'm waiting for more of definition of, of what their justification is for why these are video games. Cause, okay. Because what, they had some like cathode ray tubes and they would bleep and bloop when you hit a button. <laughs> there you go, we have a video game. Um, let's see, what does it say? A series of games generally stimulating real world board games were created at various research institutions to explore programming, human computer interaction and computer algorithms. These include OXO and Christopher Strachey's Draughts program in 1952, the first software-based games to incorporate a CRT display, and several chess and checkers programs. Mm. Would to, you, me, to me, this is just sounding like something when you're like at a party or something like that, or if you're trying to try to be like an uber nerd, and like someone's like talking about Pong or something like that, it's like, did you know the first video game was actually was actually <laughs> invented in the fifties? Common misconception, <laughs> and it's like. So I'm I'm giving like a annoyed stare type thing, which you can't see, but it's like like okay, whatever. Like, sure, if you want to like be tricky with the definition of what a, a video game is, sure that could count, but like, no one really counts that okay it says right here possibly the first video game created simply for entertainment was 1958's tennis for two featuring moving graphics on a oscilloscope mm -hmm. so there's that tennis for two is that is that punk i don't know it computing to it doesn't that's all it says about it hmm. Interesting. I feel like tennis for two that would sounds a little bit like pong. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't doesn't specify. 
So yeah, that was a trivia for the week. But I think you're probably right. I feel like that's probably trivia that like, is it, is it handy? Yeah, it's something you just reserve at parties when you want to sound like an uber nerd amongst your nerdy friends. Do you think like, do you think in that setting your, your nerdy friends would like think that was a cool fact? Or do you think they would be like, nerd like you think it's like too far nerdy like too far down the rabbit hole of nerds nerddom oh you can never go too far down but do you feel like they would think it's like sweetie nerddom is a very open and accepting community of people um you can never go too far down (laughs) well but would they just say oh that's cool or would they be like um thanks for telling me human i already knew that duh like no it would be so cool (laughs) You, they probably already know that, wouldn't they? Though. Nope. You don't. You don't think so. Nope. Okay. Well. Anyway, now everyone knows, and they can say that fun fact to their Uber nerd friends at parties, right? Or wait, no, yeah. you're the Uber nerd. Yeah, but I know for a fact you don't party. Me. Quoting Hot Rod. Oh. I never, I, I I can't do Hot Rod. It's so dumb. It's so good. That was with Andy Samberg. I was like, that movie is like so combined with like my memories of high school years. I just watched that so many times with friends and <laughs> or by myself, and it's just memories of high school and Hot Rod are one and the same. Yeah. I had I, it on my iPod Classic. I could I could um, I could go try. I could try it again. I haven't given it a fair shake. Okay. So well, that is podcast. If you have liked what you've heard here, you can like and subscribe us and follow us on Instagram. Oh, and um, we're working on figuring out getting our podcast distributed. It's not working, so we'll get that up and running soon. So sorry that's not working. So yeah, previous previous times we've distributed podcasts, we've like distributed stuff through Anchor. It's just done it automatically, but not doing so this time so i think we'll just have to go through manually but it's in the works yep so uh yeah stay tuned for next week take care